Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear would inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. Uh, this morning, I'm going to continue on our series, Heaven's Love. Somebody say Heaven's Love. Come on, somebody say heaven's love a little louder. Heaven's love. Last week, I started with an introduction to heaven's love. If you didn't catch it, I want to encourage you to go back and listen and then re-listen and listen again. Not just because it's my my fine, pretty voice that you get to hear, but uh, it's the content. I want you to listen to the content because many people live their life as Christians still feeling unloved. And that is a big deal. That is a big problem in a lot of our churches today where many Christians still go through life as Christians feeling unloved. And so we want to we, we emphasize during this series that the love that we're talking about is a supernatural love that transcends any human experience you could ever have. So uh, I want to, when I... What I want to start with this morning is trying to give you a description of, of how deep this love is. I had asked Pablo uh, for, for uh, a prop that I was going to have here. I was going to be real dramatic. And, and I, I, I like to do my homework and I like to send things early. And, and I guess he didn't get the memo because it's not here. But if I had a telescope... I'm going to point that out and I'm going to pause dramatically. If I would have had a telescope right here. Say it again, man. <laughs> Say, Patty said, you should have texted me. You should have texted me. I go, you know what I'm saying? You try to give, to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. There you go. But yes, it's Pablo Lusunaris. That's the guy who missed it. Just so that everybody knows that's his name. His name is Pablo. <laughs> But, but the reason I, I was asking for a telescope is because I wanted to be a little bit dramatic in how I, I, I started things out this morning. And if you were to stare towards a star-filled sky, it is possible, and we have a lot of geeks and nerds here. I don't say that, I don't say that to insult you. I say because I know we have a lot of brilliant folk here. It is possible... To, to with the naked eyes to observe 9,096 stars with your naked eye. It is possible. Now, what's impressive is that about, uh, what's most impressive about that figure is that that number is only one quintillionth, if you've ever heard that number before, one quintillionth of what really is out there in the sky. Astronomers have estimated that there are, are you ready for this number? Three septillion stars, and that number is constantly changing. Anybody ever heard of that number, septillion? Septillion, it's a, it's a number. Uh, we have one nerd here said, yeah, I did. Uh, of course I know what that number is. Well, I'm going to give you some perspective on that number. That number is a three, three septillion. It's a three followed by 24 
zeros. That's what a septillion is. One number, one digit, followed by 24 zeros. The magnitude of this number is unfathomable. It, it really is difficult to try to comprehend, um, you know, for the average foe, 24 zeros after, wow. You know, most, most of us, we're familiar with 100 or 1,000, and that's where we stop, you know? But we're talking about 24 zeros after the number. So to try to help us understand the enormity of this number, if we look at that number in seconds and we were to take 1 million and break it into just seconds starting now and we were to go backwards in million and we were to count a million seconds, we would go back 11 days. How many days? We would go back 11 days. 11 days, 13 hours, 46 minutes to be exact. 1 billion seconds would take us back 31 years and 8 months. In fact, if we started today, it would literally take us back to the day that the CD was first invented. For those that know what a CD is, you all know what a CD is? Not everybody knows, no. But if you know what a CD is, yeah. Um, I know Kurt knows what it is. <laughs> I know you know what an A-track is. <laughs> but listen, one trillion seconds would take us back. One trillion seconds would take us back 31,688 years in seconds. What we're trying to understand is that number, three septillion stars. It's, it's, it's in, you cannot comprehend, wrap your head around that number. And if that's not impressive to you about that number, the Bible says that they were all created with one single breath, one single word by one amazing God. In fact, the Bible says out of Psalms 147 says this, about that number. Think about this. He counts the stars and what? And what? And what? Calls them what? All by name. Think about that. Number five, verse five. How, 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 how great is our Lord. His power is what? Absolute. Somebody say absolute. His what? His understanding is what? Is what? Is what? Over here. His, what is it? Is what? Beyond. Is His understanding is what? His understanding is what? Beyond comprehension. That's the God that we serve. Let's go to the next one. Isaiah put it this way. And this is, <laughs> this is God. God, God, God is, God is, is kind of talking to Isaiah and, and, and he's talking about his street cred. And he's saying, to whom will you compare me? To, to whom will you compare me? 
Who is my equal? Asks the Holy One. Next one. Look up into the heavens. Who created all the stars? He brings them out like an army. One after another. Calling each by its name. Three septillion stars. And he calls them all by name. Why do I bring all of this up? I bring all of this up because if God cares to know every star by name, he too cares to know his beloved children by name. The British philosopher, um, Evelyn Underhill said this. She said that a God that is too small to be understood isn't big enough to be worshipped. A God too small to be understood is what? He isn't, he isn't big enough to be worshipped. The reason we worship, we worship because our God is a big God. That's why we worship. Your heavenly father is a wonderfully, amazingly great God. He is still your father, but he is a great God. Think about that. The office of your father. He's God. He's great, but he's still daddy to you. Man, that's amazing. You know, in his book, uh, former, uh, former President uh, Barack Obama uh, was, was writing about the night that they, um, they had finally caught up with, with the most wanted individual at that time, uh, bin Laden. And he said that um, he had given the orders. They received the information. They had confirmed what had happened. Um, they showed him the proof, the evidence. He was in the war room. He dismissed everybody. Everybody went home. And then he went upstairs into his, 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 his private facility with, with, where, where he has his private residence with the family. And he sat with his daughters in the bedroom to read them all a bed night story. Just seconds after that feat, he's now being daddy. And see, sometimes the problem with us is that we make our problems bigger than our God. And, and we, live, we, live in a, we live in a world where everything, everything that's happening to us is bigger and beyond our God. Anyone that tells you that they fully understand everything about God is really serving a small God. Let me say that one more time. College kids, those kids that are going to college, anyone that tells you that they understand everything about God, I'm telling you right now, they are serving a small God. Isaiah said this out of Isaiah 55, verses 8 through 9. He said, I'm sorry, he said this about God. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. 
says the Lord. And then he said that my ways are what? Are what? Come on. Are what? Are far beyond anything that what? Here you are trying to figure out God in your situation. Why? I need to know. I figured it out. Shut up. Is that Hector rhyming late again? All right, good. 11.40. Okay, good, Hector. <laughs> he tried to sneak in here, too. He's trying to sneak in here. Yeah, I got you. That one I can see. That one I saw. <laughs> but listen to, what, listen to what God keeps. Listen, listen to what God does. Look, look, look. Liz is right behind him, too, trying to sneak in. Look. Y'all need to check her cup. It could be, she could, she, that cup may not have coffee in it. <laughs> she gets a little festive this time of the year with that coquito. <laughs> All right, so listen to this. But he says, my ways are higher than your ways. And then he says this. He says that what? My, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Is that it? And last week I started to lay down a foundation to try to get us to understand the enormity of God's love. The, the enormity that God has for you as his child. Because many of us don't know it, and, 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 and one of the things that I'm learning more and more uh, as a pastor, as time goes by, that there are many folk that because they've lacked the, uh, a, a father's love at home or in their life or in presence or in their realm, they, they really don't know how to approach God. And God is clearly wanting to distance himself from any kind of love that you could have ever experienced here on earth. His love. You can't wrap your head around it. And that's precisely what we want to continue to talk about. I want us to try to grasp that his love saved us to someone and not from something. God did not just send his son from heaven to earth to suffer and die so that you don't go to hell. And if that's the Christianity that you have been exposed to, I'm sorry. I'm sorry because Jesus comes from heaven to earth so that we could be reunited, reattached, reordered with our relationship with our heavenly father as it was originally intended. That is the reason we have heaven's love. So his love has provided the provision of a remedy for all humanity's sin, and then he reorders the course of all mankind. Remember, the first Adam stepped in it, messed it up. So then the second Adam and last, he's called the second and last Adam. There's not going to be another one like him. In fact, the Bible calls him the firstborn of many. The first. 
So then Jesus comes to earth to reorder the mess that the first one did. And this we learn, he did this because he loved the world. As a result of sin coming into the world, there is utter chaos, there's disorder, so he sends Jesus to earth. Jesus gives himself as a sacrifice, but not just any sacrifice. We learned last week that he is the lamb that takes, that takes away sin. Why do so many Christians and drag their sin with them everywhere they go? Constantly reminded of their sin. Jesus is the lamb that takes away the sin of the world. If someone sacrificing their lives for us was difficult to understand, we learn that what seems to be the hardest thing about Christianity is that all we have to do is what? Believe and accept. That is a hard thing. That's, that's hard to believe. I, just, I can't wrap my head around that. That's hard to believe that what? All I got to do is what? Believe and accept. Believe and accept. And our Father wants us to believe that it's that easy. All you have to do is believe and accept. The enormity of God's love was the focus of our chat. So I, I, I want us to continue on this topic, and I want to continue with verse 17. Last week I emphasized verses 16 out of John chapter 3. So I want to read 17 and 18 today. And, and the Bible says that God sent his son into the world. Into the world. What? What? Come on, wake up. What? Not to judge. But to what? And save the world through him. 18, there is, come on guys, read it. There is no what? There is no judgment against who what? Believes in him. We got to get some of these young guys. You got to wrap your head around this. This is how much your father loves you. We're not talking about that carnal man that abandoned you. We're not, talk, we're not talking about the man that might have hurt you growing up. We're not talking about, we're talking about your heavenly father. This is his kind of love. He says, listen, there is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. But anyone who does not believe in him, listen, has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. Did you get that? Judgment by default befalls the ones who deliberately reject God's existence. They've already been judged. They've already been judged. So what is this saying? Is that my role as a Christian is not to live my life judging God's wrath, God's penalty on people. It's not my role. Did you hear that? And if it's not my role, it's not your role either. So listen... So listen, stop it. Tell the person next to you, stop it. Stop it. Corey, tell her, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> he loved that one. Anna's like, oh, yeah, yeah, wait till we get home. You wait till we go home. 
But, but listen, and, and this is a problem in many of our churches today that we carry on and on and on with a litany of a list of things and our do's and don'ts. Look, man, if you don't believe, you've already been judged. But if you've been, if you believe, there's no judgment against you. And that's hard to wrap your head around, to live that way. Now, this doesn't mean you have a license to sin. No, that doesn't mean that. It just means that when you sin, because you will sin, God has already made a provision to deal with that component. Hey, repentance. I used the analogy last week of Jose, Adrian, and Alexis as my children. They have messed up before, many times. Not Alexis. She's always been an angel. She's always been perfect. Other two, ugh. I kid you not. Alexis was just, she's divine. The other two, ugh. But no, no matter, no, there's no amount of wrongdoing that they could ever do that changes the status of our relationship. Did you get that? No, no matter. They've been in trouble. They've gotten disciplined. They've been, they, they all know what a chancla is. They know. They've been on the other, on the other end of a chancla. They know. But, but listen, nothing has ever stopped them from being my children. And I think that's the thing that we suffer with the most. Is that we think that there are things that we can do that separate us. The Apostle Paul, in one of his letters to the church of Ephesus, said it this way. He said, man, listen to these words. He said, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Continue. Then Christ will make his his." His home in your heart as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and do what? And then what? They keep you strong. There's no, there's no reason if you are a child of God and you are Christian and you're feeling low and down. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm saying, look, it, his love can keep you strong. And may you have the what? Power. Somebody say power. power. The power to what? Understand as all God's people should. What? How wide? How long? How high? And how deep is his love? We should all understand this. Next, is there another one? May you, what? Experience the love of Christ. Though it is, listen to what Paul, Paul said this. Paul said that it is what? Too great to what? 
Then you will be made complete. When will you be made complete? When you understand that his love is just, it's just too great to understand. It's just too, just too great to understand. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Paul is telling his followers something that we need to grasp. Out of those verses there, out of those verses there, I get these seven quick points, just, just seven that I'll share with you. He says that his source, he says that that he's the, his resource for his children are unlimited. You get that out of here, all right, out of these scriptures. That his resources for his children are what? Unlimited. Number two, that he empowers you with inner strength by way of his spirit. That is his Holy Spirit. He empowers you with what? Inner strength by way of his Holy Spirit. Number three, that the more you trust him, Christ makes his home where? In our hearts. Trust him. Trust him. Trust him. Trust. Look at the person next to you say, trust him. You that is watching this morning, trust him. Trust him. I don't know what your circumstances are. I don't know what the hardship is. I don't know what the challenges are. But listen, trust him. Okay? Number four. The deeper your roots go into understanding his love, the more it will become a source of strength for you. Are you all getting this? Man, I hope you really are. I really hope you're getting this. If if I open Facebook tomorrow, Instagram tomorrow, and I got you quoting Dr. Phil and Oprah Winfrey and, and, and not some of these scriptures, I'll be upset with you. I will unfriend you. But he says, <laughs> number five, all God's people should desire the power to understand the enormity of God's love. The power. Number six, God's love isn't understood. It's what? Experienced. We experience his love. You don't understand it. You just experience it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I just experience it. Number seven, last one. Our lives in God are fully fulfilled when we experience his love. And, and, and we see these seven things covered in these scriptures that, that Paul is giving this church. Heaven's love means that I not only know that God loves the world, I not only know that God, see that's the problem, many of us know that God loves the world, but that he loves me with a kind of love that is, it's, it's, incomprehensible my, my human mind can't wrap its head around it as children of our heavenly father we ought to be convinced and live convinced that he loves us Alexa sang um, uh, live on the line the, 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 the latter part of that song his love endures what is it Forever his love and listen, his love endures forever. His love endures forever. His love endures forever. If anything will sustain you in life, should be that his love endures forever. We didn't just choose that song. We I, I told him his love. We spoke about love on the line. What is the first line of that song? You you put your love on the line. To bear the weight of sin, that was mine. 
as a child of God, I must tell myself daily that God loves me. God loves me. Regardless of what dad, regardless of what mom, regardless of your siblings, regardless of your friends, regardless of your co-workers, regardless of the people in church, God loves me. And that ought to sustain me. I must tell myself daily of this love. I'm not lumped together with the rest of the world. I'm not in a cluster when he says that he loves the world, but that he also loves me as a child of God. That just like he can name three septillion stars by their names, that he knows my name. He he knows my name. He knows me by my name. Guys, he knows you by your name. This scripture is not on the screen, but the Bible says this out of Psalms 2710. And some of you may need this. Even if my father and my mother abandoned me, and that is quite possible, and maybe some of you have experienced that. Abandonment on earth is real. But even if my father and my mother abandoned me, the Lord will hold me close. That's what scripture says. That's what scripture says. Again, speaking about this comprehensible love of God, Paul said this to the Roman church. He said out of Romans chapter 8, listen to this, 38 and 39, he said, I am what? Convinced. That what? That what? That what? That what? What does that mean? Seriously, what does nothing mean? Can someone tell me that? Just yell it out. What does that mean? Huh? Jaden, what's it mean? Huh? Nothing. What, but what's nothing mean? Huh? Oh, uh, we. <laughs> I'm like, nothing is nothing, man. You don't know. <laughs> Nada. Not one thing. Somebody said, not one thing. Look, nothing can what? Ever separate us from God's love. Next. Neither death, life, angels, demons, fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even powers of hell can separate us from God's love. You can never be that stained that God's love can't wash you and make you anew and keep his love right there with you. Listen, keep reading. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in nothing in nothing, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. 
I want you to stand to your feet. Take a moment. Just stand to your feet. Seriously, just take a moment. I want you to close your eyes. And you're going to sit again, so don't think you're going anywhere. So, so just, but just take a moment. And some of us really need to take a moment to reflect on that love. I, I Seriously, just take a moment and reflect on that love. Right there where you are. Right there where you are. Please do not look at your phone. Don't look at your watch. Take a moment to reflect on that kind of love. A, a love that surpasses all comprehension. Come on, just take a moment right there where you are. Just take a moment right there where you are. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, pierce the hearts. Pierce right now the layers and layers and layers of rejection and abandonment. Father, right now in Jesus' name, I stand against any and every work of the enemy that lies consistently, lies into the hearts and into the minds of your sons and daughters saying that they are rejected, that they are beneath, and that they're not loved. Father, I stand against it in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, for there is no name higher than the name of Jesus. And because of Jesus, I am Loved. Come on, somebody say that. I am loved. I am loved. Have a seat. Good. Four people believe that. Four people believe that. Are you loved? loved. Are you loved? Yes. Come on, make some noise in this place. Are you loved? <laughs> Folk online, are you loved? Come on, show me. Show me that you're loved. Come on. Show me that you're loved. Come on, give me some hearts here. (laughs) Can you ever begin to wrap your head around this kind of love? Think about that. Husbands and wives, husbands and wives, we hold on to stuff for years. Becky and I are still holding on to stuff 32 years later. 32 years, 32 years later, Becky can every once in a while, you know, she'll she'll remind, you remember when? Shut up. Do you remember when? We, we do this all the time. We hold on to stuff. But the way our father loves us, the Bible says he doesn't remember it. Listen, he doesn't remember it. He loves you. He forgives you and he doesn't remember your mess. Think about the worst thing you ever did. Think about it for a moment. The worst thing you've ever done. The wor- <laughs> for Thanksgiving, my children... Po- I don't know why my children decided to put videos of, 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 uh, of our life. We posted videos. And in that video, the very first thing that popped up, I'm not lying. I am not lying. My face dropped. My jaw dropped. My heart sank. The very first thing. This was about the video maybe was about, uh, I think Jose and Adrian were probably uh, seven, eight or so. I don't know. But the very first thing you hear me, the pastor saying to Becky, look at that idiot of a woman. I called my wife an idiot in front of my children. And I thought that that was funny. That's the kind of man. And when I saw that, I was able to reflect and say, oh, Becky looked at me. Remember that? And I have to take a moment to say, God, you are so merciful with me. That you can forgive me of that ugliness, of that human being that I was. 
So, so I'm sorry if when we sing things like the joy of the Lord is my strength, I get a little more gleeful than others. I know what God has done in my life. I'm so grateful I'm not that ugly person. My children are grateful I'm not that ugly person. Papa, are you grateful? Yes, I am. See, see to you it may, it may cause a little giggle, but, but the hurt, the hurt, that I caused that child, that man, as a child, because of my reckless behavior and who I was, minus the role of Jesus in my life. That ugliness. So I'm sorry, guys. You know, I, I may not have the biggest house or the fanciest car or the biggest salary, but man, I got my father's love. That sustains me. That's all I need. you love me then I'll love you is the way of this world the way of this world says if you love me then I'll love you we love with reciprocity you give me then I'll give you if you love me I love you and I'm telling you when Becky and I went through our process of separation for three years three years of separation I had to learn to love Becky even when she wasn't loving me back. Three years. And let me tell you, that is hard. Hard. Not to be loved back. And for three years, I got to experience that. And I want you to know that God feels that all the time. Because there are times that in the way we live, in the way we conduct ourselves, we do not manifest our love back to the Heavenly Father. Something as simple, something as simple as lifting our voices to praise. Paul said that he was convinced of this love. Living as a Christian will challenge us to love and live a life being convinced of his love for us. It means that you remain firm. Somebody say firm. Firm in what you believe. I believe it. I may not feel it, but I believe it. I may not see it, but I believe it. Romans chapter 5. I'm going to read nine verses. How many verses am I going to read? How many? I'm going to read nine verses with you. Like it or not. I'm going to read them. Therefore, since we have been, what? Ooh, what happened? Listen, that guy that I saw in the video, you sh the whole room fell. Where's David? Where's David? David couldn't even believe it. My son-in-law couldn't believe it. My son was like, oh. Yeah. He don't know that guy. I was looking back at myself and oh my goodness. Therefore, since we have been made what? God makes you what? He makes you what? Doesn't make you perfect, but he makes you what? And it's important because you are right in his eyes. Not the world, but his eyes. In God's sight by what? Come on, man, by what? By faith. 
he made me right in his eyes. We have then what? Peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. So it has nothing to do with whatever you do. It has to do with who did? Jesus. Because of our because of our Christ has brought us into this place of what? Come on, of what? It's an undeserved privilege where we now where we what? And we confidently and what? And what? Joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Again, we can do what? Rejoice too when we run into what do we do when we run into problems? Hold on. What ho ho ho? What do we do? Wait a minute, what? Scripture tells us to do what? When we run into problems? No. You know what I do? I post it on Facebook. I post it on Instagram. Nobody loves me. I'm rejected. There's no true love. Uh, yeah, I, I'm leaving. I'm packing up. I, I'm going to leave Delaware. Delaware sucks. Delaware, Delaware is, is cursed. Puh, hate it. Got news. Wherever you go, you're there. Let that one sink in. Wherever you go, you're there. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we what? Know that they what? What do problems do? You're going you're gonna to develop what? Endurance. You're going to develop what? Endurance. For those that are, if, if, if anyone here plays a guitar, anybody plays a guitar, um, um, something happens to your hands when you start taking, um, who, is this Soraya? Who plays the guitar? I'm sorry, I can't see who plays it. Is that okay? Yeah, something starts to happen to your hands, right, hon? It hurt, don't it? It hurt. If you play the piano, ooh, it hurt. You, you, you start, you start, you start your hand, your hands start to become modified to this new experience. The drummer holding those sticks, the callus, the, the things that you develop, it's an endurance. And some of us are experiencing some things. And listen, it's for endurance. You're going through some stuff to what? So that you can endure the things that are coming your way. So stop being a punk. Ooh, did I say that out loud? Did I say that out loud? Stop. Seriously, stop. And endurance develops strength. Of what? Of what? Of what? Of what? Character. It's just this new generation, Pastor. You know how this new generation is. The kingdom is the kingdom yesterday, today, and forever. So, so there isn't a kingdom of punks. There isn't a kingdom of weaklings. There isn't a kingdom of, of people that don't understand endurance. No, this is what this is what this walked up. It listen of character and character strengthens our what confident hope of salvation. Next, and this hope will not lead to disappointment for we. We know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to do what? To fill our hearts with what? With what? With what? Guess what? I started loving Becky, not with my love. I started loving Becky with his love. Did you get that? And things started to change in my marriage because I had to learn that Becky didn't need my love. She needed heavenly love. 
And I'm going to tell you right now, that's probably what your children need right now to get stuff back on track. It's not your love. It's God's love. Give your children God's love, heaven's love. Give them that. You might have to give your spouse heaven's You might have to give your in-laws heaven's love. Hector ain't like that one. Six. When we were utterly helpless, when we were what? And you got to get this. When you were a mess, helpless, Christ came at what? The right time, and he died for us sinners. Again, next. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person. I told you all, and I love you. Listen, I love Hector. I will not die for Hector, but I love him. Listen, but to wrap your head around that someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who's especially good. Eight. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Christ didn't die for you when you had it all together. No. He died for you while you were still a sinner, when you were a mess. That's when he sacrificed. And last, and since we have been made right, what were we made? Okay, that's righteousness. Somebody say righteousness. Okay, we were made what? Right. We were made righteous. Not ratchet. Not ratchet. You were made righteous. I'm on a roll. All right. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the what? By the what? By the what? By the blood of Christ. By the what? So stop it. Stop, stop it thinking that it's, it has something to do with you. How much you prayed, how much you read, how much you... you stop it. it. It's because of Jesus. He will certainly save us. From who? From what? Who saves us? Who saves us? Jesus saves us. From whose condemnation? From God's condemnation. Condemnation isn't for us. Some people can't wrap their head around it. Why? Because they, they judge the world with this world's justice. And this is hard to wrap your head around. Somebody getting something out of this? Are you, are you getting something out of this? I'm, I'm being serious. Are you, are, are, you, are you understanding the depth of your heavenly father's love for you? No matter how much of a mess. Anybody here a mess? In the, in, in, I don't mean today. Don't not today. Don't, don't write yourself out. But, but in the past, have you been a mess? Have you been a mess? Seriously, think about that. No matter how horrible it's been or how horrible it's going to be, even tomorrow, guess what? He made a provision for that too. Man, that's awesome. That's great. I love verse 9, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it with this. Since we have been made right in God's sight, whose sight? Brian, you know what that means, Brian? That means that there may be things in your life that I may see and not agree with in my eyes. 
That, does, that, does that do anything to God's love for him? No. I can't wrap my head around that. No, no, listen, I'm being serious. I can't wrap my head around that kind of love. That maybe I see it and maybe I judge it. It ain't right. It ain't right. But God makes us right in his eyes, not ours. And some of us sometimes sit on the other side of judgment seat and we see folk, including family, relatives, people that hurt you in the past. I'm guilty of that. I am. Listen, I'm here in front of you all, in front of our 300 followers on Facebook to tell them, I've messed up before, man. I get it wrong and I've been judgmental at times. There are times that I have seen some people and I go, they don't deserve to be loved. They don't deserve to be forgiven. Anybody guilty of that? I'm just saying maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. But I've seen some things where I say they deserve it. You ever said that before? You deserve it. In God's eyes, in God's sight, we have been made right by the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. So listen, forgive me if sometimes I overemphasize how more animated I'd like you to be when we sing songs, when, we, when we're singing songs that, that you understand. Um, what's uh, uh, Robert, man, was just trying to stir you, trying to get you guys to understand. Are you understand the joy? We, we said that. The joy, the joy. The, what is this? Give me the, the that's what we were singing. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So people were like this. Not believing it. Our Heavenly Father loved us. And He loved us so much. And I want you to take these with you. I'm going to give you these five things so that you can chew on this during the week. Number one, our Heavenly Father loved us so much. God's love gives us His Holy Spirit to do what? To fill our hearts with what? With whose love? With whose love? Yeah, you may think you're garbage, a piece of garbage. You may think that way about yourself. God goes, no, you're not. Not in my eyes. You're precious. And you know what I do? I fill your heart with my love. And what's that love for? What, what, why does he fill our heart with his love? Why? 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 Come on, we can talk back. Why? Say it again. Say it again. Did you hear that, Anna? To love others. Anna over there sitting like Zorro with her hat. Somebody else. <laughs> but listen, the, the reason he fills my heart, it's not so that I could be, so that I could be abundantly, listen, ab- abundantly loved, so that through that abundantly, that abundance of love, I could then love somebody else. And I love him not with my love. I got to love him with his love. My, my sister, we went out to lunch the other uh, uh, breakfast. When was it? Friday? Friday. We, had some, we were having a quinonia. And she was reminding me of God's love. I'm like, you don't deserve it. You don't deserve God's love. <laughs> But isn't that something to know that? I, des- I deserve to be loved. Man, somebody needs to hear, I deserve to be loved. And I am loved. Number two, 
sends his son at the right time to pay for the penalty of our sin with his blood. I didn't have to do anything. He paid it. Oh. Do you understand? Other faiths, other faiths, and I'm not getting into theology here, but other faiths are all about how much you sacrifice for that God. Our faith as Christians is about how much he sacrificed for us. It's different. That's the difference in Christianity. Are you getting that? Number three. We are made right. We're made righteous. That's righteousness in God's eyes because of what Jesus did, not because of anything that we can ever do. Don't get it twisted. You can't do it. You couldn't do it. Jesus did it. Number four. We now, we now, we now, we now in a place of what? That's called favor. I, I don't deserve it. Listen, I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. When we have faith in Jesus. And last, heaven's love saved us to our heavenly fathers, to our heavenly father, which by default keeps us from God's wrath of judgment and condemnation at a world that deliberately rejects him face. The world that rejects him faces condemnation, but not us, not his children. That's good news. That's heaven's love. Stand to your feet. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnote.org. See you next time.